You're listening to the Medics Impact Podcast, giving you the tips you need to be successful along the path to professional opportunities. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode sweet 16 of the Impact Podcast. As always, I am your host, the editor-in-chief of the Medics Career Impact blog, Andrew Bogue. In a few moments, we're going to be joined by Daniela. She is an I.O. coordinator with our team out in Scottsdale, and she has a ton of great expertise on an area that job seekers may not be totally familiar with, behavioral assessments. Now, I know that term can be a little daunting when you first hear it. It sounds like a really complex, complicated thing, but at the end of the day, you might know it by a simpler term, something called a personality test. Behavioral assessments are here to evaluate who you are as a person and help point employers and job seekers towards a path that would be the best fit for their career. Now, I know when I first ran into personality tests while searching for jobs, I got really in my head about it. You know, you're looking at these questions and, you know, maybe it's a multiple choice question. Maybe it's asking you something on a scale from one to five, but it's asking a lot of personal personality questions about what you like, what you dislike, what you would do in a certain situation. And it is only natural to begin thinking, well, what, what answer are they looking for? Or what answer is the best one to get me the job? And that, it turns out, can be kind of a dangerous road to go down and at the end of the day, can stress you out as a job seeker, make you overthink your answers, and maybe not give the most clear picture of who you are to an employer. Thankfully, our medics expert, Daniela, has joined the podcast today to give us her expert insight into the benefits of behavioral assessments and how we can prepare for them so we're not caught off guard when we're coming into an employer. So stay tuned, and we'll be joined by our expert, Daniela, in just a few moments. When you find the right job for your career, it's like a light bulb going off in your head. Unfortunately, searching for a job and keeping track of your professional progress can be a complicated, confusing process. That's why Medics created AHA, our digital platform that's changing the way talent are hired. Learn more about our one-stop shop for finding your next job at www.ahaopportunity.com. Have you had your aha moment yet? Thanks for sticking around. We are back with our special guest for today's episode, Daniela. Hey, Daniela. Hey, Andy. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, I'm so excited that you were able to take some time out to talk with us today about behavioral assessments, because I I do think it's a really interesting tool uh, for our listeners and for job seekers um, that you know are looking for different ways to get in touch with what they're looking for in their career. So uh, before we get started with some of your expertise on the topic, uh, I just wanted to start off by asking you a little bit about your background and your career. So uh, could you please share with our listeners what you do at Medics and how long you've been with the team? Absolutely. So I am our internal industrial and organizational psychology coordinator here. Um, I've been with Medics a little bit over three years now. I started in August 2015, so it's been a little while. And I actually started in compliance. So I did paperwork and a lot of the admin stuff around the office while I was working on my master's. So I finished up my master's is in industrial and organizational psychology, which is a mouthful. It sounds a little bit cooler than than it really is. 
Um, but it's basically just taking um, all these different things that go into someone's job. Like what are the things that motivate them? What are they good at? What goes into a job? How can we make someone's life better at work? How can we find the right fit for them? And kind of looking at that uh, that subject from many different angles. So from the job itself, from the person side of thing, from a company culture, looking at all of that. So it was a great opportunity that I had started here at Medics and just so happens to be that it's one of the companies that's heard of IO psychology. So when I finished with my master's, I was able to have a job here and stay with this company and I love Medics, so it was perfect. Um, and I got to be our internal IO coordinator. That's fantastic and definitely a, a unique career path to get where you are right now. But, uh, you know, clearly we've we've talked about um, some of the, your subject matter expertise, some of that area uh, on previous episodes. And it's definitely something that's blowing up right now. And I know tons of people are talking about both on the employer side and on the job seeker side. So, um, you know, love that you're a part of the organization and love that we're able to to pick your brain on this topic because uh, it's definitely creating quite a buzz right now. So, um, you know, just to kick things off, we've, we've touched on it in previous episodes, but I, I wanted to get your perspective uh, on what what would you define as, you know, a behavioral or personality assessment? Absolutely. So a behavioral and personality assessment, this is a tool that companies use or um, different organizations, they'll use them just to help you understand a person a little bit better and a little bit quicker and a little bit deeper. So a lot of times you won't get to know people by spending a lot of time with them. This is helping us look at your personality, your behaviors without that month, months of building that relationship. You can kind of get a quicker uh, feel for somebody. And this is something that can be helpful walking into day one of a job. If you have a personality that you love being around people and you're very motivated by being around people, your manager can see that from a personality assessment before you walk in the door. So they know when they're finding what seat to put you at, they can put you in the middle of all the team, in the middle of everyone. But if your personality is coming back showing maybe you're a little bit more reserved or private, quiet, maybe they'll put you at the end of a desk, a, a row of desks so that you can kind of sit there and and be more motivated and work a little bit better in that setting. So it's just a tool that will help you help um, different managers understand you a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it helps you understand yourself a little bit more. You don't realize that maybe you're um, some aspects of your personality aren't as strong as you thought they were. And you see this and you go, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like this is very representative of me. And I didn't realize that about myself. And it kind of helps you realize your strengths and build upon that and grow on that and figure out how you can develop yourself as well. Yeah. I, I was just going to say sometimes, I mean, I know for myself, when I was looking for a job, those were the times that maybe I felt you know, the least confident in what I knew about myself, right? I mean, you, let's say you're, you're leaving a job opportunity that maybe wasn't totally correct for you. And you just know that for whatever reason, hey, this wasn't working. Uh, I needed to get out of that environment. You know, maybe it was I needed to get out of an ind industry entirely. And then you're sitting there and you're being told that you need to know what you're looking for. And you need to, need to be able to tell an employer, this is what I want. This is what I plan for my career. This is where I see myself in five years. And frankly, sometimes that's the hardest time to be able to answer those questions because you're in a time of change. Things are, things are different. Things are shifting. And you don't quite know what to hang your hat on. So uh, you know, any tool that could help me during that time kind of have a, a clearer picture of who I am and 
what I value and where I thrive would definitely have been super useful, you know? Absolutely. Especially finding what type of position. Maybe you think by sitting next to people, you're getting that interaction and that personal, um, the, that, um, that relationship building aspect of a job. But if you're still working on a computer desk job where you're just doing data entry, maybe you're not getting that fulfillment of interacting with other people in your job. You are in your work environment, but not in the mm -hmm. actual tasks you're performing. So it's kind of helpful uh, to understand those different parts of where you can get your different personality and motivations from in your work setting and in your work tasks and projects, all those different aspects of it can come into play. Now, I know sometimes this is, you know, out front before you're uh, interviewing for a job or when you're in the application process, and it's pretty clear that you're going to have to be taking a personality assessment um, before, you know, or at some point in the job process. Other times, maybe it's not so clear, you know, if this is going to be part of your, uh, of the hiring process that an employer is, is taking on. So, I mean, just generally, do you have any advice on like what job seekers should expect uh, from behavioral assessments in the hiring process and how they should, or I mean, can even prepare as a job seeker for an assessment? Because you, know, you don't always know it's coming. And I know that uh, when I first saw behavioral assessments uh, pop up in, in some of my job interviews, I was pretty skeptical, right? I was thinking, okay, what what are they looking for? What 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 do they want me to say in this assessment? And you know, it kind of caught me off guard. So, what would you say for job seekers that you know kind of want to know how to prepare for something like this? Yeah. So the best part about this, Andy, you don't need to prepare. So um, to prepare for an assessment like this, there's nothing to study for and. Faking those answers and trying to guess what your employer is going to want is actually going to only hurt yourself in the end. Mm. None of the nobody is looking at an assessment as the only thing that they're looking at to hire. That's actually not even something that can legally be done. It can be used as a different tool, but that can't be your make or break thing. Um, so as far as actual question types go and what to expect with that, there's a few different types of questions, whether it's you get a statement and you have to say how much this applies to you on a scale of one to five. Um, sometimes you're given a few statements and you put them in order of how much they apply to you. And then sometimes um, you're given two statements and you have to pick which one of the two is most like you. This is called a forced choice question. Um, do you want to try one of those out? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So um, an example of a forced choice question um, is I'm going to give you two statements and you tell me which one is the most like you. So okay. it's going to be, um, I find it e easy to entertain others, or I like to solve abstract problems. Ooh, tough one. Um, well, for, for for the sake of everyone listening, uh, I hope that option A is true for me, uh, <laughs> because I do enjoy to entertain others. That was actually what I was thinking was going to be your answer. So <laughs> See, we're I didn't even need to cheat on that. I didn't even need to prepare at all. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so we're going to take it one step further. Um, is that statement a little bit like you or is that a lot like you? Mm, even with all my hemming and hawing up front, I'm going to say that's a lot like me. <laughs> there you go. So sometimes these can be frustrating, like you were thinking of sometimes the questions that you're given are a lot like you and sometimes neither of them are like you and you still have to pick one. And that's where it can get a little bit challenging. 
But something that I like to remind people of is that when we're looking at assessments, we're looking at your total results, not how you answered every single question. So all of the scales that are being tested and all the personality traits and motivations, they're not being coming down to one question that was in that assessment. There's multiple questions that are asking for the same thing. So sometimes it's a little repetitive. It can seem a little frustrating while you're taking it. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just to make sure that there's that accuracy and that everything isn't just falling on one question. Because sometimes it can get a little tricky. Yeah, that's actually a relief because I, you know, I was I was an honor student in school, uh, kind of meticulous with test taking, and I know I can psych myself out whenever I'm taking something like this because there's that combination of why why are they asking me this? Why is this relevant? Combined with what am I supposed to say? What what is the answer I'm supposed to give? Uh, and it could freak you out a little bit, and then I just freeze up and I feel really weird about all my responses, but if I kind of go into it with a different mindset, just knowing, hey, maybe not every single individual question um, is going to be super easy for me and that's okay. It's all about a bigger picture and just answering tr more truthfully, um, you know, it could help me get a little outside of my head, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, I know we've touched on it a, a little bit before, uh, but, you know, what, what would you say then are, are, are kind of the biggest benefits that uh, you want our listeners to take away about behavioral assessments? Because I think that was one of the biggest humps for me to get over um, initially taking these was, oh my gosh, why do I have to take this? Why am I answering these questions? You know, what, what is the real benefit going to be for me uh, when I've already gone through all of these other processes of filling out an application, coming in for a job interview, having a phone interview, following up in emails, and then, you know, just another piece of this puzzle that I have to look at. So what would you say are the biggest takeaways that you want our, our listeners to, to hold with them about why it's important uh, to not only take part in behavioral assessments, but to use the information to benefit your career moving forward? Right. So... Like we had said before, these aren't something that are created and made to be used against people. Mm -hmm. um, using a behavioral assessment and a personality assessment, going along with those interviews and those resume checks and making sure you have the skills, all of that is our tools that are used together to make sure that we're making the best decision for that employer um, and for the person looking for that job, making sure that they're going to be in an environment, in a setting, in a position that will set them up for success. So it's really not something to make you feel like they're trying to find more reasons to use against me. It's only to help build a case for you to make sure that you're getting the best job you could you could be in. Um, and so something that I strongly believe in, and I hope everyone listening to this believes in, is that people are valuable and everyone has qualities that uh, can bring something unique and valuable to their work or to their team. So when we're looking at these different personality assessments, it's not going to come back showing that you're Ted Bundy or something. It's going to show <laughs> that you are um, unique and you have these personality traits that um, will make you valuable to a team and that you're right in whatever your personality is, you're right. So your strengths are good strengths. There's not going to be a bad strength that somebody has. So it's nothing to hide in your personality. Everyone has uniqueness and strengths that need to be celebrated. And this is a way that we can look at your personality, find what those strengths are, find how to train you based on those strengths, manage you, develop you, help you grow, uh, make you feel confident that you're going into the right position as well as a job seeker, and just having additional information about you as a person, finding out how to motivate you, how to keep you engaged and feel satisfied and fulfilled at your work. So all of this information that's coming from behavioral assessments 
sense is for the benefit of the job seeker. Nothing is is presented or used against that person. So it's all something to help build your case, help you feel motivated and engaged. Um, so it's all just, it's all beneficial information that we're gathering from this. Everything is is good with you. I I, I really like that perspective on it because it, it it makes it feel a lot less stressful. Um, you know, because rather than going into it thinking I need to have the right answers to make sure I'm right for job you know, blank. Uh, it's flipping it on its head and saying, here's the information about me that you need to know to, to make sure that this job uh, is right and tailored to me rather than the other way around. Right. Um, and, you know, that's, that's huge information that I know if I had dug into this a little bit more um, when I was searching for jobs that, you know, I, I would have known certain things that were not good fits and that I probably shouldn't have had a job in. And then others that maybe if I worked at it or it was just done slightly differently, maybe I could have been successful in, you know? Right. Yeah. So everything is just to help make sure that everyone that's involved in the job process is having a smoother job um, finding a, a job a little bit smoother, have, helping the recruiters to make sure that they're putting the right people in the right job. If there's multiple openings, making sure that you're getting the right one, the culture, all of that goes into into the behavioral assessments that we use. Okay. So, so to recap, what I'm hearing from you is that A, it, it's a good thing all around, um, and it's going to give valuable information to both the employer and the job seeker. B, it's only really helpful if you're truthful and go into it uh, just answering things as as you would naturally uh, feel is correct and not to get bogged down in answer by answer because it's more about the big picture. And C, I should not come in with any answers pre-written on my hands or a cheat sheet uh, to help <laughs> me through it because that defeats the whole purpose, right? This is exactly right. Got it. Okay. All right. You know, I feel much more prepared. I... I promise I will not cheat on a uh, behavioral assessment in the future anymore. I promise. <laughs> I'll hold you to it, Andy. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining uh, the podcast today. So glad you could take the time to uh, share a little bit of your expertise with our listeners today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Medics Impact Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and access our full catalog of professional development articles on the Medic's Career Impact blog.